Hi everyone, this is the first episode of the Bharat Varta podcast. Now, this is going to be a discussion on elections, policy and culture in India, uh, something like India 2020 and beyond, where we get people from different walks of life with an active interest in what's happening here uh, and you know how they can make sense of things at all. Yeah. Uh, so I'm joined by Ashish. Hey Ashish. Hey Roshan. And I'm joined by Rohit as well. Hi Rohit. Hi Roshan. And we're going to be discussing a couple of things. Uh, interestingly, Trump's visit to India and how uh, that affects the U.S. election and significance uh, of it all. So let me get started. So uh, Trump is going to be here for about 36 hours. Uh, expected to visit the Taj. Uh, you know, uh, see a few monuments and there is uh, Namaste Trump that's planned as well along the lines of uh, Howdy Modi. Uh, interesting times. Uh, Ashish, any comment? Yes, uh, interesting timing of the visit as well for President Trump. Uh, he's not known to be a very frequent traveler uh, and that he has taken time out even if it's just a couple of days in the election year. I think it's, it's pretty surprising actually. And uh, let's see what's in store in this visit a couple of days from now. Yeah, so what do you think about uh, any of the relevant policies that might come up, uh, Rohit? Yeah, so uh, I think the first uh, big event for him is what you mentioned as Namaste Trump, where uh, it's a big uh, gathering in Ahmedabad. So now this is something that's important uh, both for President Trump and uh, Prime Minister Modi because this is where they're basically inaugurating the the revamped cricket stadium in Ahmedabad which is now the world's largest cricket stadium that's going to be inaugurated by the two of them so now uh, as I'm sure a lot of people may be aware uh, the Prime Minister was the head of the Gujarat Cricket Association for a very long time before he actually became the Prime Minister and then it was uh, Mr. Amit Shah who was uh, heading it some sort of a personal achievement for them to have uh, you know built this massive uh, stadium in Ahmedabad and uh, now uh, President uh, Trump is uh, inaugurating it so his uh, very presence there is a big uh, it's sort of a vote of confidence from uh, President Trump in the India-US uh, relationship at the at a larger level and uh, his personal equation with the Prime Minister as uh, we head into the last year of his uh, first term and how things may pan out if he actually gets a second term. So, just that uh, event in Ahmedabad, that way just shows the personal part of the relationship between the two uh, leaders, which is something that uh, is, uh, which Mr. Modi has always uh, focused on in terms of his diplomacy, creating you know a personal relation between uh, him on one side and uh, leaders on the other whether it started with uh, President Obama, now there's President Trump. Uh, the same was the case with uh, Mr. Cameron uh, from the UK. Or even uh, if you see what uh, the kind of meetings he has had with uh, the Chinese uh, President, uh, Mr. Jinping, uh, whether in Chennai or uh, I think previously even in Ahmedabad. So that's sort of the overarching theme, I think, from the visit. In terms of uh, just pure deliverables, we've heard a lot of uh, noise on how the trade deal is not going to actually come through this time. Yeah. So, that is something I think uh, will. Sh- it's sort of a message that, you know, the personal relations are in place and hopefully these uh, kind of concrete policy deliverables will flow from that 
over the next uh, few years if uh, especially if of course president trump is reelected okay um uh, is uh, defense procurement uh, something of that sort going to come up is h1b visas which is again a you know kind of a boilerplate issue uh, are those going to be discussed as well i mean this is a question for any of you so uh, i can talk about the the defense procurement part uh, gary so see there are few few threats which are going on right so firstly the cabinet committee on security has cleared about 14 us multi role helicopters procurement this is for the indian navy right so uh, this deal will definitely be announced uh, this is the procurement of the mh60 rc hawk uh, helicopters i think it's about 2 and 1/2 billion dollars so this will be produced by lockheed martin um, this will be uh, this has also been cleared on the us side actually so the deal should get announced so this is one which is uh, 2.6 billion is not a uh, like a huge number but a uh, significant part of india's uh, capex budget for next year so uh, in that sense uh, significant for india uh, maybe just about okay to keep trump happy there is also uh, a discussion about signing six new apache helicopter deals i think that has also been cleared by the government and uh, that's i think just under, about under a billion and uh, i think this also is likely to be announced by uh, by by president by the which we are looking at this uh, we uh, the indian government had taken options to buy uh, apache helicopters uh, as part of the earlier deal uh, which we did for indian air force so i think this this is extent this will be an option i mean this is using the option from that deal there's also a few other discussions which have opened up uh, unlikely to be uh, part of this visit but a uh, few other topics which have come up so one is boeing's uh, the p8i uh long range maritime uh, aircrafts so india had placed an order in, in the last decade uh, that order is just now getting fulfilled uh, but india might sign uh, six new uh, six uh, sign up for six new helico- of these air- aircrafts uh, and that will be the first uh, such deal under the 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 comcasa agreement which was signed earlier uh, between the two governments that's the communications capability and security agreement so i think that is another one which is currently being discussed although it won't be finalized in this visit and then of course um, there has been some more excitement around uh, you know boeing trying to pitch for the f the f15 uh, ex pitch for india uh, and a couple of other uh, discussions which boeing is again trying to build on the on the bring on the table so uh, i think this the, the the visit might revive uh, the 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 discussions around the procure, the defense procurements from us and different uh, walks the fact that the uh, noise around the s400 procurement from russia has died down a little bit and i think these these discussions might essentially uh, provide a counterbalance to the uh, procurement from us via via russia and should keep uh, trump happy in an election year so although it's not numerically very significant for the us but i think it's good optics overall and the fact that boeing comes in again in discussions about some of its uh, offerings i think that again will keep the trump constituency happy domestically so that was on the defense agreement side on the uh, on the h1b it's it's been a ongoing discussion between the the uh, indian industry and the us government um the fact that the us government hasn't yet canned the option of the employment authorization documentation for the h1 the h4 holders i think that's been a little bit of a relief but overall yes i think it's an issue which uh, certainly uh, it's it's not just about this visit but also a larger issue with respect to the trade deal which is right now not being signed off but uh, the fact that the whole labor movement uh 
should come uh, should be in the ambit of a trade deal is very critical from an india standpoint i mean that was also the back, one of the inputs in the rcp uh, pull off pull out of india where the countries were not willing to discuss the, the labor uh, movement very very easily and uh, i think uh, this this will be one of the i mean this would continue to be one of the bottlenecks to to the to the larger trade deal apart from the other three four thorny issues which have been hanging around um do you think kashmir will come up at all the uh, i mean i think some analysts have talked about this possibility that uh, i mean trump has Uh, twice or thrice now given hints that he wants to mediate etc clearly i mean there will be no bandwidth for him to do anything in this election year in about a couple of months from now the us uh, election uh, process will be uh, out in full swing and uh, he will have no time from then until say november to uh, to to really look at anything more internationally uh, india has obviously denied uh, or or declined all help from trump uh india in fact had in the last couple of meetings after the last couple of meetings uh, had uh, made very specific uh, uh declarations or, or put out advisories in the media saying india was not open to any mediation which has been our stated position so i don't think there'll be uh, the the they they can't they can be any help sought from us at this this stage uh, but uh, one one possibility could be that trump might ask india to be more participative in afghanistan in terms of putting feet on the ground and in lieu of that might uh, reduce the rhetoric on kashmir or even help uh, india in some direct or indirect ways so that that trade off could be possible but otherwise uh, formally i don't think uh, the indian government will recognize any intervention from us on the kashmir issue okay yeah i mean one can't uh, get away from the fact that this is a huge symbolic uh, visit right i mean uh, uh the nitty gritty is be that as in, as it as uh, they are um i think uh, you know uh, with the us elections coming up i mean it's 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 just you can't escape the uh, symbolism of this uh, visit right uh, and possibly position this to woo indian american voters uh, as well so uh, any comments on that rohit yeah so see uh, i think from uh, uh, president trump's uh, perspective he will be uh, definitely trying to send out a message to the indian american voters also who i i think from indian american voters there are two things right uh, one is of course the sheer number of votes and the other is uh, their financial uh, muscle because while indian americans yeah. are i think the largest uh, growing immigrant community in the us or something they are not uh, you know based because of the peculiar nature of this uh, of the of their presidential system they are not actually well dispersed uh, electorally in the sense that a lot of them are uh, primarily in uh, california new jersey or texas which are i mean none of them are really swing states uh, so as to speak which is where all the uh, action is in a, in a presidential election but the other part of the indian american uh, this thing is uh, whether you know they can help financially as one of the wealthiest uh, communities in the us and interestingly trump while he's a billionaire and all of that was actually heavily outspent by hillary uh, clinton in 2016 and uh, depending on who he's going to face uh, this year that's poss- a quite possibly uh, something that's going to repeat because uh, unlike a lot of other uh, billionaires who are contesting like on the democratic side especially with uh, whether mr bloomberg or uh, tom stair for that matter 
he has really not shown any interest in uh, dipping into his personal uh, fortune so as to speak to campaign and he relies on the old fashioned uh, method of donations the other thing is uh, even last time trump uh, mr trump won a lot of states uh, by very close margins and you know any help that uh, indian americans as a community may be able to offer even in those uh, yeah. states where there may not be large numbers per se but like if you're winning a state by 0.1% then every vote really counts and again just to draw something from the recent uh, british election that happened like indian uh, indian uh, the indian community there uh, massively swung once again to the conservative party driven in large uh, parts due to concern over the rhetoric of the labor party and uh, jeremy corbyn on kashmir etc and that is something that uh, you know is you can see in large sections of the democratic party today so president trump may be trying to you know capitalize on that and uh, while from a much smaller base see if he can get a benefit uh, electorally from that and uh, prime minister modi's endorsement is uh, definitely not going to hurt him in that uh, i mean not i wouldn't say endorsement but uh, association with prime minister modi is definitely not going to hurt him in that uh, capacity of course Yeah, I was going to bring up that as well because uh, what with all of the Democratic nominees expressing their views clearly on Kashmir, you know, I mean, have they kind of distanced uh, uh, Indian American voters, uh, so to speak, right? Uh, and does President Trump see sort of a uh, an opportunity to kind of move in and uh, you know uh, capture that space? Uh, yeah, so I mean, you put it very rightly. So that's. Uh, at least from a financial uh, standpoint right it completely it makes complete sense so to speak right uh, so yeah i mean uh, do you want to dip into the us election at all i mean since we spoke about it so sanders wins nevada yeah so i mean uh, roshan that's uh, it was really a slightly unexpected uh, victory uh, if you look at the overall uh, how the campaigns shaped up for the last uh, one year because i just saw a tweet which said that uh, look, biden was leading in nevada in every poll till the last 10 days so clearly something's uh, shifted in the lines in the us since the actual voting began with iowa and then new hampshire and uh, sanders uh, senator sanders was really uh, picking up a lot of momentum on the democratic side and uh, i think that's something that's uh, really impacted uh, joe biden especially because he was a front runner in- initially and everyone expected uh, him to be the the flag bearer of the moderates uh, so as to speak and uh, he was expecting a good show in nevada and that's not come out now he's uh, facing competition even for the moderate vote if you see even in nevada from uh, mayor pete who did well in iowa also and uh, of course uh, mayor bloomberg is uh, there waiting for super tuesday to you know get into the pick of things while right now just spending a lot of money and uh, making himself uh, get attention more and more so the yeah. democrats are uh, going to have a very divided uh, season with uh, some sort of uh, the signs of an anyone but sanders movement also cropping up uh, especially among the more uh, business friendly parts of the democrats there's also a lot of uh, past history between uh, sanders and a lot of democrats due to how things panned out in his uh, fight against uh, Hillary Clinton so a lot of uh, bad blood is there and uh, let's see how that plays out uh, 
in terms of one whether mr sanders is able to capitalize on his wins and get a nomination and two even if he gets his uh, nomination how will the party be able to unite behind him to take on uh, president trump who's uh, basically soon up the republican uh, nomination completely by now yeah i think people also believe uh, bernie has the largest african american base right so i mean uh, so that could be a factor in the whole thing as well uh, where they might feel that you know he might be the best representative to compete against uh, uh, president trump any of you yeah uh, so actually in the last uh, time bernie ran uh, african americans were his uh, athletes heel so as to speak it was widely expected that that would uh, turn out to be the case even this time but one uh, thing a lot of uh, people have been noting uh, in the us is how the base of the bernie coalition has completely shifted over four years and african americans especially younger african americans are a huge uh, part of the bernie base so are hispanics and i mean uh, in america in the american political scene right now uh, democrats do rely heavily on minority votes uh, to be competitive or to win elections and that really does give uh, bernie a huge advantage as we go in okay so all right guys uh, let's do a simple uh, you know trump versus kind of an exercise here uh, since we're talking about the us elections anyway uh, so ashish uh, do you want to take uh, trump versus sanders uh yeah sure uh, so my my sense is that in a trump versus sanders battle uh, trump will win uh, both the candidates are very polarizing in their own ways uh, sanders has got some uh, difficult times ahead with the business lobby especially with what rohit alluded to earlier uh, some of his ideas are going to be directly conflicting with their interests so for example sanders wants like a single payer uh, medical insurance for all type of a system now that uh, doesn't square up very well with the uh, with, with the very large private insurance industry in the US so there are a lot of people who are directly involved in the industry so how does that impact the voting intention uh, he uh, the, the fact that he is a very uh, active and a very proud socialist uh, i think that to my mind will be a negative eventually uh, the it, it, it sounds it it it, it sounds very, i mean it, it it beggars believe that US will actually elect a self declared socialist i mean most of the yeah. democrats uh, are are capitalists in their own ways uh, and uh, the, the policies actually do not uh, diverge that much from the center i mean there could be a few things here and there but uh, largely there has been fairly fair amount of alignment in the last few years of uh, us policies especially the external facing policies exactly. so uh, the, the 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 intention of sanders the kind of stuff which he has spoken about it's not just about changing what's happening in the country but also externally so um it it's it, it is very disbelieve uh, it is wait of to believe that uh, he might actually get the nomination itself to start off but i mean if it does probably he's undecided or the centrist voters towards trump okay yeah so next up uh, is bloomberg bloomberg has been pretty interesting uh, kind of adopting the trump style of uh, you know battling elections against the man himself uh trash talking plenty and uh, you know uh, seems like a pretty yeah. interesting uh, person so what do you think about that uh, rohit yeah so i think bloomberg is a polar opposite of sanders in the sense that uh, he is probably going to appeal a lot to some of these uh, pro business you know what they call traditionally the country club republicans your uh, traditional business professional community who anyway not uh, very happy with uh, 
the way uh, president trump governs or for that matter even behaves and uh, those are the kind of people who are going to be attracted to by bloomberg the problem with uh, bloomberg is uh, quite simply that uh, he is uh, so out of uh, line with what you know the democrats really want uh politics to be in the sense of the democratic base etc that uh, if sanders will have a problem uh, sort of attracting moderate voters uh, bloomberg will have a problem attracting the base itself because as uh, elizabeth warren uh, just went after him in the debate saying you're basically trying to buy the presidency and that's obviously something that democrats who are by and large especially today left wing are not going to be happy about so case of uh, uh sanders having an issue with the topping and bloomberg an issue with the base and how that play out is going to be the just thing. i think bloomberg's attacks on trump uh, i don't know how well they will play because uh, the kind of voters uh, trump is attracted or attracted with his attacks they are not really the kind of voters uh, bloomberg is trying to attack and it sort of is at odds with this whole thing of him being a you know this moderate person who's yeah trying to bring uh, like basically be a grown up in charge as opposed to the others how that will play out but again as i said bloomberg obviously has a credentials problem with the base and uh, he's uh, taken a bet that attacking trump in the the most uh, harsh way possible at least sort of uh, establishes his credentials with the democratic base who as uh, we all know absolutely hate uh, the president yeah you can't uh, you can't attack trump for being trump because that's exactly what appeals to his voters right so um, yeah but you know it's interesting that they still adopt the same line of uh, uh, you know opposition against him um, and uh, anyone wants to take uh, trump versus biden because uh, biden was again uh, you know conventional favorite uh, but he seems to be slipping off late yeah uh, so i think the problem with uh, biden has been that he's faced a lot of attacks uh, from trump uh, especially and then also a lot from the media because the media especially the pro democratic media thought he was not uh, liberal enough to be their candidate and uh, all of these attacks together and his age he's uh, fairly old in his mid 70s has uh, sort of you know unexpectedly a bit clogged him down because if you look at the initial uh, sort of these hypothetical polls of various democrats against uh, trump biden was easily the best performer and uh, i think he's definitely the best bet to win your uh, states that sort of uh, was narrowly lost last time the so called uh, blue wall that is uh, michigan wisconsin pennsylvania etc which was very surprisingly lost by hillary clinton and biden uh, with his background is was widely expected to be that person who would do that but i really don't think there's a very good uh, chance for him to win the nomination anyway and even if he now wins the nomination uh, he might just have been uh, permanently weakened by all of this uh, uh, all of his problems over the last few months that uh, the president might just find it fairly simple to uh, defeat him yeah yeah because uh that's as close to a trump versus hillary as possible right yeah i mean at this point probably though i can do i might say that even a trump versus bloomberg is fairly similar so yeah. 
cool so let's move on it's to what bit, this uh, yeah sorry so let's move on to what this all means to india we have a last few minutes uh, left uh, right so anyone wants to go up uh, uh, ashish do you want to take this uh, what the us elections mean uh, for india i mean are we going to be better off with a republican at the helm of it are we going to be better off with a democratic uh, uh, president uh, or you know i mean is it uh, within republican somebody i mean sorry within democratic uh, party somebody else who would possibly uh, you know be better aligned with india's interests sure uh, sure roshan so uh, see a lot of analysis even in the indian media focuses on the personal traits or the personal characteristics of the president of the, of the us president the fact is that how a, how a us president behaves internally or what the policies are um uh locally uh, isn't very relevant to us i think what we should worry about is uh the the bilateral relations or the larger uh, geopolitics aspect um uh, in that sense my my belief always has been that republicans have been better for india uh, in that uh on some of the important causes like the uh, the the uh, the whole terrorism threat the uh, the geopolitical equation with the middle east i think the republicans understand concern much much better and uh, are likely to help india in difficult situations uh, tactically in various forums uh, globally uh, the democrats uh, increasingly are getting shriller around uh, being more normative about their uh, foreign policy uh, trying to be in line with the 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 new age young woke crowd which they vote for them in new york and california which is the most visible part of the us uh, political scene and uh, the, uh, any any democratic candidate and especially i mean looks like it will be either uh, i mean if a democrat has to win it might be uh, sanders looks like uh, then that would be very bad for india in terms of the bilateral relations i mean you you will hear us pontificating about indian issues every day uh typically i mean even during the clinton times india got sanctioned for the the the, the nuclear test for example or i think obama has had it had his own style of uh, uh signaling inclusivity and you know religious freedom and things like that but i mean th- those leaders were never uh, th- that never came in the way of the larger indo us uh, uh, lead, uh, uh, i mean the development of the the bilateral relationships be it on the military side or on the business side or on the trade side uh with sanders in the white house that could be completely different and uh, to that extent i think the republicans are a better bet H- having said that uh, uh india will not have an easy uh, way forward even with trump because if he gets a second term he will come back strongly on india his first term was focused on china in terms of the trade uh, uh, trade wars and while some of that might continue uh, the fact is that he will probably train his guns on india next time in terms of some of his favorite items so india will have to play uh, this very carefully even with trump uh, trying to make concessions uh, on his favorite areas uh, trying to play to his ego which is precisely what we are doing in the next couple of days and as trump famously said a few days ago that he li- india hasn't done much for the us but he likes pm modi i think that's that kind of uh, equation uh, has to be continued where uh, you know he he thinks that india the indians are his friends in general and we yeah. we make him uh, a larger than life imp- uh, uh, persona which then uh, can be leveraged hopefully uh, for some of the discussion on the on the trade side yeah uh, that's pretty much it from uh, this episode of the bharatwarta podcast uh, hope you found it useful insightful and interesting uh, we'll catch you soon we're just putting this thing together so a little rougher on the edges but we'll get better and uh, hope to see you soon thank you thank you